welcome to this episode of the Christian Women in Business and Leadership podcast. I realised just the other day, and I probably should have realised this a couple of months ago, but I have been um, out of the job and working in the business full time for over a year now. In fact, it's been about a year and two months, which is absolutely crazy. So I wanted to go through today kind of the things that I've learned since transitioning. So if you're um, still working a job or maybe you're in part-time, full-time work and you're thinking it's time to kind of transition over, I wanted to share with you what I've learned. Have things gone wrong? Have things gone right? Where's my headspace been at? Um, and all those kind of things. So, well, I hope that it encourages you to make the move if it's the right time. And I also just want to encourage you anyway, because um, I think no matter where we are in the business world, we can always learn something from someone, right? So I finished uh, working for Anglicare, which is um, a charity organisation in Australia uh, at the end of March. So God had orchestrated it absolutely beautifully, mainly because... <laughs> Our cars had broken down. We were just having so many problems with our cars. Um, And I was actually commuting from one side of Sydney to the other. And husband was going in the opposite direction to me. So we needed two cars and we were just having a very horrible time with our cars. And actually what I realised is looking back for the first six months of me transitioning from a job to full time, uh, I'll give you just the little bit of bit of the background. So I originally was working six days a week in a job. Um, that was back maybe 2015, 2016-ish. And then doing website development and learning all about automations and setting automations up for clients and kind of doing that kind of work. Then we launched CWIB as well. So that uh, website stuff kind of put, put on the back burner and we launched Christian Women in Business. And I was still working At that time, I was working four days a week. And so that was cool. So I was able to kind of drop back as the business kind of grew. And then um, I went down to three days a week um, and then eventually kind of cut the umbilical cord. So I actually did a transition over a few years. So it would have been over five years that I did that transition. All while commuting ridiculously long hours. It was like the hardest... Um, burnout time in my life but anyway (laughs) would I recommend anyone to do it uh yes and no yes because it taught me my limits no because I reached my limits and went into burnout um a couple years ago and I I feel like now um I'm completely over burnout which is fantastic but I can soon recognize when my energy is getting zapped and I'm onto it straight away now Um, which is good Um, I think we nearly all have to go through um, kind of almost a burnout to realize where our limits are and realize that we are only human anyway so the point is that I slowly transition from one to the other Um, I would probably do it looking back more quickly um, so I didn't have to go through burnout Um, and I just think the commute for me is one of the big things that killed me because I was sat in a car for three hours a day on top of working, coming home and then getting straight onto the business stuff. So it was just a never ending vortex of either being in the car or working. Um, so I feel definitely feel like um, I have balance back now, which I know can sometimes feel like a mystery thing, this thing called balance. But 
I was totally out of balance and now I feel like I do have some kind um, of balance in my life which is absolutely fantastic and balance for me is being able to go to the gym and look after my body having time to um, cook good food and put good food in my body, having time to spend with God and having that time to spend with family as well and doing some of the things that I love um, in the outdoors. So for me, that's balance um, the best that it can be. Um, Obviously, the seasons where some buckets start getting empty and some buckets are overflowing, but that's okay. So my point is the transition was slow um, and if... I guess it's just this is how it worked out so I can't change anything and it was good but at some point you do have to cut off the umbilical cord and so what I realized was for the first six months of transitioning from um, job to business um, was the fact that we were in a situation where our cars kept breaking down so I was spending a lot of my days trying to work out how to get to my husband to get a car from A to B that wasn't working or fixing it at the side of the road. It was just an absolute nightmare. And then we had to move house. Um, So we had to try and find a new house, move and everything with one car when my husband was working, which again was an absolute nightmare. So I think I found a lot of my time was spent house hunting Back then in Sydney, I don't know what it's like now, but we would go to a rental property and there would be over 100 people turn up. Like, it was brutal. It was just as COVID was hit. We would be waiting an hour and a half in lines just trying to get through a house because we all had to wait one at a time. Like, it was ridiculously competitive and it was just bloody awful. (laughs) Like... At one point, I slashed the tires on our van as I was trying to get from house to house, which meant I was stranded. Nathan was, it was just, yeah, interesting times. But I feel like for the first six months, I actually couldn't get my teeth into anything because I was constantly in reaction mode. Um, so I was in reacting to this, reacting to that. And I was also trying to, um, I guess, do a big evaluation of where the businesses were at because having worked and doing the business it was kind of running on shoestrings so I was putting most effort into the things that mattered absolutely the most which I still think is a very good thing to do but I just didn't have that time to kind of sit down analyze where we're at do a real big overview of everything um, and just look at where I guess we had leaks where we needed to improve and what we needed to focus on next Um, So if we hadn't have had all that problem um, and you are transitioning straight from job to full time, I highly recommend that the first thing you do is just do a big analysis on where everything is at. So what products and services are working, aren't working? What marketing is working, not working? Where can you build your network? Uh, Where are your people hanging out? Is there something that you can let go so you can experiment with other things to see if that will work better? So for an example, now one of the things we're doing is I'm spending less time on Instagram and more time on LinkedIn because we've transitioned to that leadership side and there are a lot of leaders and businesses in LinkedIn. So that's our primary, what you would think, place to be. Um, but I'd never even thought about that because my head had been just too in what's working right now, like let's just keep focusing on that. Uh, where now I'm thinking I'm in a place where I can think more logically and go, okay, well, is our effort better placed over here? 
where there's more of our people or you know and just testing experimenting so I would say the best thing for you to do is just to spend that time and analyze and look at where things were at another big thing for me was working on retention for the membership how is it that we can better deliver value for our members and so we get better retention rates so we're working less on bringing people in even though that's truly important and of course we want to help as many people as possible but also um how do we make sure that once someone's in that we're giving them the best care giving them stuff that's of value to them that they can use and that will help I guess build their business give them practical things that they can implement that they'll give them best bang for their book so I just went through a whole stage of just looking where everything was at as I could do in between broken down cars and trying to find a place to live (laughs) god was amazing it all worked out in the end We replaced the engine in the car. The van got new tyres. I would say I'm almost a qualified mechanic now because I help my do things. But it was just a real testing time for us. Anyway, all good. So then once um, October hit, we got settled. I was then able to put into place um, all different kind of changes. At this point, I was thinking, okay, now it's time to kind of grow into that leadership area as well and support leaders out there because people had been messaging me going, look, I don't really own a business, but I'm in leadership. Um, You know, I'm in my career or whatever. I'm working in the finance department. I'm a CFO. There's no chicks there. And there's no, definitely no Christians in there. Like, I just need that place. So that's when I was beginning to think, okay, we need to help support those women as well. So going through the stage, first stage was analysing. The second stage was then, okay, uh, what's our bigger vision moving forwards? So it was setting that vision and that dream and who is it that we want to help and how is it that we want to help them? What support can we give them that they will value Um, launching and then heading to the launch of that also we had the conference coming up so all hands on deck to do that Um, and then it was about implementing and growing the team so God had given me a prophetic word to make our tent bigger to allow more room for growth so for me that was outsourcing things that I wasn't necessarily good at for example or just didn't know how to do and didn't want to put the time into learning it So for me, that was um, getting someone to help me with the conference and the operational side and the back end of that, which was absolutely priceless. Um, And then it was um, getting someone to help me with Facebook ads because Facebook changes so much. I find it more beneficial for me to put money into someone who is doing that full time than for me to try and get my head around it. So that was something that I was willing to sacrifice pay for me but get someone else to do it Um, and it paid off because at conference we had like 95% new people turn up which wouldn't have happened if we hadn't have had those ads in place so for me that was um, a good justification of me sacrificing paying myself to pay someone else um, but got us results and that's the same with the winter business getaway as well it's just building that brand and getting someone else on board to kind of take that headache away from me. Of course, I still have to be on top of things. I still have to be learning and progressing and holding that bigger vision. 
but I'm also being smart with where I'm outlaying what I'm not so good at. So I've got email marketing and automation down packed. <laughs> I need someone to help me get the traffic to the website for it to convert. So the stages I've gone through have been analyze, making your plan, you know, setting that bigger vision now that you've got capacity to think about those things. Um, putting those things into place would be number three. So actually taking action, um, getting the people on board, doing your research um, and finding the right team for you. Um, and then number four is actually not getting bogged down. I found that it's so easy that now I have all this extra time to get bogged down into the finer details that don't really matter. So for me, it's about pulling myself up with the 60-40 rule or the 80-20 rule, whatever it is that you want to call it. For me, it's just about focusing on the things that matter to get us the best return in what we're investing our money and time into. So if I'm fluffing around on things that don't really matter, that's taking my head out of the bigger vision and where we're heading. So for me, it's making sure I'm focusing on the things that do matter and not getting distracted by the things that don't and making sure that I'm allocating tasks to my team so I'm getting my best bang for my book out of them as well. I love them dearly, they are my backbone but the reality is I need to make sure that I am using everything at its full capacity so I'm being a good steward of what God's given me. So am I doing tasks that can be done by then pulling myself up in that and then outsourcing it out. It might be a two minute video for me to just show them what I want to do. Have Loom on your laptop or on your computer. It's the best um, screen recording any, like amazingly, you can just record videos of your screen, tell people what you want to do. You get a link, you send them the link, you say, here's the video. (laughs) Here's what I want you to do very quickly. Watch the video. Let me know if you've got any questions. So that's Loom, L. Double O-M, Loom. Um, There's a free version and I upgraded to the lowest plan this year because I just find it so flipping useful. Um, And so I just flick Loom on, record, send, this is what I want you to do. So now, yeah, it's me keeping myself accountable for making sure. So sure that I'm doing the things that are going to help progress the business. So what does that look like for me? So um, at the beginning of this year, I took over, I guess, some of the marketing, not in the ad space, but just me doing the posts. So it comes from the founders' hearts, making sure that I have podcasts recorded and going out um, and we're keeping on top of those and keeping them regular because you guys love the podcast. We want to make sure that we're still serving you um, and that we're encouraging you as you grow as well. Um, Making sure I've got the big vision things set up Um, And then testing and trying new things. So even though I've got um, the vision and mission in my head, what what can we test and try products and service-wise to either bring in extra cash flow or um, just to try out to see if they work, to see if the market wants it, um, that would help us serve them better. For example, we've got the Winter Biz Getaway. It's always been a dream of ours to take women away for an intimate weekend where we do just work on our businesses. There's no one really talking at you. It's just you're coming. It's that space where you can just breathe. You can soak in God. 
you know you can talk about God and business and not be judged it's just uh, a safe place and where literally we will be doing what I've just been on about in this podcast you know what's working what's not working what's the bigger vision let's plan ahead and let's take some action now so it is going to be an action weekend as well where we are going to be putting things into place but we're just doing it in a lovely setting um, in luxurious accommodation so it just feels nice and it's a treat for you and your business and you're going to go away with some action plans as well so um, that's something new that we're trying if I hadn't have had the time and the headspace to think about it now that I've transitioned then it might not have happened yet so we're able to try new things test them out see how they go just literally because I've got the extra headspace of not being in a job I guess one of the big questions is how do you know when is the right time to transition and I guess I think that you just know it's always going to feel scary it's always going to be that um, kind of thing of unsureness and what if this all doesn't go right and I just kind of thought well at the end of the day if it all goes wrong like I can go and find a job again like it's no big deal I wouldn't see it as a failure I'd see it that I've learnt. Um, would I want to go back to a job now I've been working full-time on my own probably not like that would be a pretty hard adjustment I think it's been an easier adjustment going from job to working for myself and having the freedom and flexibility over (laughs) then having to go and work under someone else's rules I feel like I would probably be a little bit of a rebel and they would struggle to keep me focused because my personality I love freedom I love flexibility I love the space to be able to think and create Um, And to work on what it is that I want to work on. And once you've had a taste of that, it would be just super hard to go back to being in a prison cell, which is what I would find it now. Like It would just be an absolute prison cell. So for me personally, working for myself suits my personality. The only thing um, that I probably struggled with the most is the isolation. So we still live in a big city where it's still been hard to connect with others. Um, Our family still live two hours away um, and I'm on my own every single day sat in my house. So um, I have to make sure that um, I'm putting into place, even though I'm an introvert, I still feel the isolation. So it's about making sure I'm getting out in community, um, whether it be the gym, uh, making sure I say hello to people, that I'm interacting like I know the people at the local post office now, it's like that's your community, the people in Audi, we know each other now, (laughs) and then finding other social networks that I can go and connect with, Um, and it's hard because we didn't know if we were going to be staying here very long, we have a habit of moving quite frequently, Um, so it was kind of do we put effort into making new friends with us moving like in a year's time or whatever but we've slowly started to venture out and make friends with people I've joined the local mountain biking um, Facebook page and one day when Nate's not like I'm not being with Nathan at a motocross track and they've got something on, I will go and venture out and say hello and do a mountain bike with them. So it's about finding socialness in other ways rather than at work. And I still can't justify going and paying for co-working. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, I think it's a great model. But for me now, I just can't justify paying that. Um, so what are the other ways that I can get social interaction? 
Or is there premises that I can go and share with someone else where they don't mind me just hijacking a bit of their space for a while? Or I'll go and sit in a cafe. Um, I find that sometimes if I need to do something like write a heap of emails, then I need that time away where there's no distractions. I can just shove some earphones in, give myself two hours, three hours and just punch out a heap of emails. So it's working out what works for you um, and understanding how you work and what's best efficient way for you to work um, from that transition because when you do begin to work for yourself unless you've got a team with you and you work together you know you lose the lunch time going out and having food together or the Christmas uh, parties and all that kind of stuff and that's one of the reasons why we wanted Christian Women in Business in the first place was so even though it's online you still feel like you have that community of people where you can do co-working with and where you can meet and talk about stuff. Last week, we met with our Sydney um, local business social, which is a meetup that we have in Sydney, and it's just great once a month to get out. Uh, we were sat in a beautiful harbour side, eating fish and chips, um, drinking hot chocolates, and just talking about business stuff. So it's about finding your community in different places where you might have had it before. And we have people from America who join us for the sofa sessions and for our peer-to-peer mentoring, um, which is great. It's online, but, you know, it's better than having nothing at all. So um, I strongly encourage you, if you are feeling lonely, come and have a look at um, Christian Women in Business or Christian Women in Leadership memberships or join both. Um, and you can take advantage of the co-working, especially if you're in regional, like regional Australia, or um, I don't feel like probably America feels that regional <laughs> like we do here, but we're just here for one another and we have that available for you to connect with people. There you go. Transitioning from a job to full time in the business. Um, I guess a year on now, I finally got to a point. So I never really want to work full time. I never have done. Um, I love working four days a week. Um, I love having that day to myself on a Friday and then venturing out on the weekend. So technically, I'm like now everything's calmed down. We've got the app launched. We've launched Christian Women in Business and Leadership. Like everything's kind of done its launch busy time. I'm now able to do the four days a week, which is absolutely amazing. I love it. Some weeks I still work Fridays, but I try not to. I try to protect them. Um, Even with the automation girl stuff, like Fridays, um, unless I've got a real big deadline um, or I really just want to get something done, which sometimes you just want to get something done. Yeah, I'm trying to just do the four-day thing and really rely on the backbone of my team doing their bit as well to allow that balance. Um, Weekends no longer spend working on the business which is absolutely fantastic I might spend some time learning which I um, like to do Friday mornings or do some courses off the side um, and just build up my knowledge but I've just found that um, not working weekends now is absolutely so refreshing and so amazing you come back on a Monday and feeling like you've had a break from the business just allows you to feel refreshed like I'm recording this podcast on a Monday morning and I've got energy for it because I took that time off and I feel refreshed and it's been amazing um just to have those three days off I feel like a break even though you feel like you're having time off 
actually makes you so much more productive when you are back. Um, yeah, is there anything else I've learned from moving from a job to full-time biz? I guess getting used to um, cash flow um, happening a little bit differently. With CWIB, I'm still reinvesting a lot of the cash flow back into the business. Um, just making sure that we are putting it where it's going to help us grow. And with CWIB, uh, with TAG, sorry, the Automation Girl, it's very project-based and we're now just introducing recurring services. So it's getting used to um, living without that. Even though money's coming in, it's not that every Wednesday you're going to get your 1500 or 600 or whatever it is dollars a week or 800 doesn't matter but you understand what I'm saying instead it's okay you're going to get a block um 5,000 this week and then next week you're going to get 10,000 and then the week after that you might get 2,000 so it's really learning the different mindset of managing how that cash flow comes in and um, not getting caught in the bright sparkly things of spending money. Um, I mean, we're pretty frugal anyway. Like, I don't think there's anyone um, who lives as old school as we are that we don't have car loans, we don't have personal loans. <laughs> like, I make sure I shop at Aldi because I don't want to pay double the price at Coles. Like, we are complete tight asses. If we can save money somewhere, we will. It doesn't mean we don't live a great life. We absolutely do. When we go on holidays, we house it instead of forking out for the accommodation. So there's just learning ways um, because the money that we do earn we want to put back into an investment and make that money work for us. So we're generating more cash flow. So um, for us, it's about living more frugal. Like I will put on a bare suit over paying for a heater and paying for that electricity bill because I feel like that is a waste of money when I can put on my bare suit and some gloves and then put that um, cash flow into another property. So um, there's that money mindset changeover as well. But yeah, I feel like other than just making sure I'm working on the business like 85% of the time um, and just having that little bit where I might work in the business um, is absolutely crucial, I feel like, for the success and for you to keep on top of things. Obviously, if you're a service-based business, making sure that you have one day a week that you are working on your business, be it a Monday. Um, I always think put your business first. So if you can do it on a Monday, I found that really effective um, or a day that suits you where you can have that time. I pick Monday because it's when I've got the most energy. <laughs> so I'm working on my business. I'm recording this podcast. That is me working on my business stroke in it. Um, and then this morning was about planning, where are we at, what we're we doing, what do we need to get done, like what have I delegated out to the team, what do we have on this week, what do we have coming up, bigger vision stuff. So yeah, not getting entangled in the day-to-day -day running um, and just making sure that we're a well-oiled machine. So I hope you found this helpful. Is there a right time to move? You will just know and it's even when you know it will still feel scary, but you still just have to cut the cord and give it a go. Um, if you've got a partner that is able to um, take a little bit of the weight off and the pressure off, you feeling like you need to make $100 million straight away, that's a huge bonus. 
Um, I would say make sure you're both on board with it and you're both on board with the risk and that your partner's on your side as much as you possibly can. I feel like it is important for you to follow God and put God first, absolutely. But I think also communicating with your partner, husband as well is super crucial and and you're still a team even if it's your business you're still a team and that communication is absolutely essential um and also husbands just know how to say the right thing sometimes like it's amazing be open with your communication with your partner whoever they are (laughs) so you're always on the right track and if you're a single parent um like I take my heart off to you I mean, when you're free and single, you can just like suck it up and go and live back with your mum and dad if you need to, or you can go and house share. Like there's other ways to do it. But being a single parent and taking the leap of faith, like amazing if you do that. And um, I think it would give you the drive to make it succeed even more. So sometimes you just got to cut the cord and give it a go. Um and see how God will catch you. So that's it for this episode. I fully encourage you to take that transition if it's the right time for you. Um, you have, We have your back 110%. We believe that you can do it. Uh, we believe that you're doing a great job wherever you are at now, even if you're working still full time um, in a job and just starting out, or if you've been full time for a few years and you're scaling and everything's going on all at the same time like you're still doing like if you rocked up today you are doing a fantastic job I don't care if your hair's done or your makeup's done or whatever just being here today is fantastic and you have done an amazing job just for rocking up (laughs) I'm SJ you're listening to the Christian Women in Business and Leadership podcast show and I'll catch you next time the Christian Women in Business podcast is proudly supported by the Administration Agency, administrationagency.com.au.